it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, a guy who is not about to win the South Carolina primary. No, ma'am. Donald Trump expected to triumph over Nikki Haley tomorrow night by 35 points. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. I don't know uh, that they will get her out of there, but I do know uh, that the Fox News channel uh, has me hosting my show live. Uh, they will be doing the South Carolina coverage tomorrow with the A-team, which is, of course, Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. You'll see Bill uh, Hemmer on the board. Dana Perino will be there offering up-to-the-minute analysis as only she can. And then at 10 p.m. on live TV, they hand it over to me. That's stupid. Use your common sense. I agree. But since that's the assignment, we're going to spend today prepping me for it. 888-788-9910. We always say, hey, Fox Across America, I'm not the star of the show. We are. It's our movement. It's our little thing. You know, all these good-hearted people that come to the comedy show or buy the book or call in or watch me on TV. This is our thing. And it is our thing. Uh, us. Me. You. Okay, we are hosting tomorrow night uh, a presidential primary at 10 p.m. We got to get our lives together fast. I think he's got a point. So 888-788-9910. If you want to send any plays into the huddle, 888-788-9910. You know the rules. It is Friday. We're fired up. We're excited to be here. Uh, There's a lot going on, including Lincoln Fela. We have just negotiated with his agent. And my son will be stopping by to close out this show. Uh, Before he does, we'll also hear from Jessica Tarloff in the final hour of the show. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Stop it! Tarloff is our friend here at Fox. We don't agree with a lot of what she says politically, uh, but she loves the country, and I want to hear from the other side of the aisle. I want liberals on the show. I am very confident in my ideas because I don't really have conservative ideas. I have American ideas that appeal to pretty much everybody who's listening. Freedom! It's the whole point of the show. So if you're going to call in again, I'll say it one more time, okay? You just have to behave. (laughs) That's all you got to do. Just sort of behave. You know, you can take exception to my points. We don't really care. It's not one of those things where you've got to be on my side. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. And I think we proved that yesterday by taking three full hours worth of calls. I'm kidding, you guys. Uh, I got home yesterday, and I, I mean this. Okay, Jenny Fallon. Uh, actually said to me yesterday, uh, sometimes she listens to the show, if she's, like, out of options. I mean, she can't get anything else, you know, on a playlist or the signal goes down on every other radio station. You know, the landscaper can't come over on his lunch break to spend some time with her. If Jenny is really out of entertainment options, okay, she tunes into the show. Well, yesterday when I got home last night, uh, she actually used an expletive. She said the callers were effing amazing. So this is for you guys. 
little golf clap. Game ball goes to the callers. We were talking about who Trump's VP is going to be. And uh, our final tally yesterday had Tulsi Gabbard and Tim Scott in a tie with this audience. One vote behind them was Vivek Ramaswamy. Ron DeSantis, the fourth highest vote getter. Uh, right there as well. Joe Manchin got a couple of votes. Uh, the one woman still in the race, Nikki Haley, uh, only got two votes out of the whole entire day. Now, she'd tell you she doesn't care because she's not running for vice president. She's running for president. Uh, but the fact remains, it's a real uphill battle for her. But I think one of the pieces of analysis that no one is giving you right now about Nikki Haley and her refusal to quit the race is that there's a second metric that is motivating her donors to keep her in the race. A lot of people say, oh, they just want to make it harder on Trump. You know, they just want her because then he has to spend money. (laughs) Believe me, she's not there to hurt the Republican Party. Her donors are Republican. They're not there to hurt the Republican Party. Okay, they really really want Republican control of the White House because they don't want the border policy. They don't want the foreign policy. They don't want the economic policy. They don't want the climate policy. They don't even want any of the woke crime policy. Everything woke turns to Okay, the reason a lot of donors are still throwing money at Nikki, it's not because of the reality that Trump could be convicted of a felony between now and Election Day, which could hurt him at the polls. There's a second calculus to this that people aren't being upfront about and should be when it comes to analyzing this race. One of the biggest reasons why Nikki is staying on the ticket is not because of whether or not Trump comes off. It's because there's a good chance Biden might come off. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. And why would that matter? Well, Trump's still in the way. So what does it matter? It comes up Because the truth is... If Biden comes off the ticket for a younger, fresh-faced Democrat, it's going to be a really hard election for Trump. Really, really hard. If only because as much as you might like Trump's policies, as much as I might like Trump's policies, there's a lot of emotional baggage that comes with his candidacy. Biden gives Trump a lane because Biden has as much baggage as Trump does. And if we're being honest, Biden doesn't even know where he is half the time. You know, we have a president that is clearly not all there, meaning Biden is very beatable. Okay, comparative to, say, a Gavin Newsom. You don't like what Gavin Newsom's done to California, but the vast majority of the country isn't paying any attention to what Gavin Newsom is doing in California. They're just going to see him as a charismatic, fresh-faced guy who puts on soup gel with a soup, you know, with a, puts on hair gel with a soup ladle. He's got a lot of gel on that head. Very central casting. And in a race of a 50-year-old, fresh-faced 50-year-old on the Democratic side versus an 80-year-old Republican, the Republicans are probably going to lose. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that to rile up the troops. We had such a good day on the phone yesterday. But the reality for Nikki staying in is she does believe the calculus changes in the general election if Trump is running against somebody besides Joe Biden. He knows what he's talking about. That being said, the presently constituted race is Trump versus Nikki Haley. Is Nikki Haley going to win this race? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. So we begin there. Okay, Trump's currently leading 63 to 17 in overall delegates. He's going to need 1,215 to secure the nomination. So that'll take him probably beyond Super Tuesday to do it. Okay. But we're in a situation tonight where the massive poll lead that he does have over Nikki will be insurmountable. Okay. Democrats can vote in the South Carolina primary. There are those that will. 
that might inch her closer to, say, a 40% take. Uh, she's expected to lose about 65 to 35. Okay, she could get as high as 40. It won't be an outright victory, but it will be grounds for her to remain in the race if they continue to believe behind closed doors that Biden's coming off the ticket. Because the way this stuff works, and this is what you got to understand, is most of what you're getting fed in terms of analysis is based on what's happening, you know, in front of the cameras. Meaning in front of the cameras, every single Democrat comes on TV and says, oh, Joe Biden is as sharp as a tack. We're not worried at all. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But they're doing it. I played you montage after montage last week of Democrats legitimately getting on TV and going, Joe Biden does more in the first hour of his day than we do all day. Where? In his pants? What are we talking about here? But the reality is behind the scenes, there's a different tune being sang. Okay, I know people who worked on the last campaign. I know plenty of people who work on this campaign. And the one thing they all have in common is they're horrified right now. Dude, they made the guy skip the Super Bowl interview. They're not letting him do anything that doesn't involve a teleprompter. Okay, you see him get off the plane now, assuming he makes it down the steps in one piece. Someone is now holding his hand and walking him around the airport. That doesn't mean I hate him. That doesn't mean I wish him any ill will. That doesn't mean I want you to hate him. But it does mean that as someone who loves this country, we all deserve a better democratic option. Bingo. Now, the Democrats don't necessarily want to give us one, but they do want to win the race. And their internal metrics on Biden are so bad right now that there is an actual, I mean, if you knew the level of behind-the-scenes battle going on backstage right now. Do you remember the lifeboat scene from Titanic? People just shoving each other out of the way, grabbing babies so they can make their way onto a boat. It's very frantic. There's an orchestra playing nearer, my God, to thee, as they did on the Titanic. That's basically backstage at the DNC right now. On TV, they're all like, no, Biden's the guy. He's great. No, we love Biden. He's super sharp. I mean, you saw him speaking the other day. This guy's got it down. Oh, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> I mean, Biden is a mess. I keep forgetting I'm president. Okay. The fact that they just tried to forgive 158,000 student loans unconstitutionally, I might add, is a desperate outreach to the youth vote that they're starting to lose. The fact that Biden said in his speech in California two days ago that I worked with segregationists and the current Republicans are worse than the segregationists. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Now, again, he knows a lot about segregationists because he eulogized two of them. He eulogized Strom Thurmond. He eulogized Robert Byrd. Look it up. It's a grand wizard in the Ku Klux Klan. Okay, he famously fought against integrated school busing in the 70s, something Kamala Harris kneecapped him on in the first presidential debate four years ago. But the reality is when you're trying to sell the black community, the black community that you failed, by the way, by overcrowding their schools and their public facilities with eight million new migrants that you let into the country. What Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. They have screwed the black community. Okay, every one of these woke bail reforms screws the black community because the rate of recidivism is over 90 percent. Ninety percent of the victims of violent crime, okay, are committed against members of the same race. So when you let out someone that's a minority 
because you're trying to do something in the name of equity. What you're ultimately doing is looking out for the guy who breaks the law instead of the victim who was following it. That's why we're in the position that we are. Biden screwed the black community, screwed their schools, screwed up their economy with all of this inflation, the core price index crushing the poor people the hardest. Okay, so if you're a poor white person, poor black person, poor Asian person, poor Muslim person, poor Latino person, the Biden economy has screwed you the hardest. They'll tell you the Republicans are the party of the rich. They're just out there looking out for their fat cat friends. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally, because the student debt carried in this country is carried by the upper 72 percent of income earners, meaning the wealthiest 72 percent of Americans are now getting a bailout on loans from the taxpayers who didn't take them out. Do you understand how insane that is? And again, the people who didn't get these degrees across the board traditionally make less money. So the guy who took out the loan and makes money walks free. The guy who didn't take out the loan and makes less now has to pony up. That's not right. No, it's not. But these are the kind of desperate ploys you resort to when you're historically the lowest polling president of our generation. But that's the reality of South Carolina tomorrow night. Trump is going to crush Nikki Haley straight up. But I don't expect her to go anywhere, okay? And it's not because she thinks, you know, she can necessarily beat Trump, but because she thinks the calculus will change when they drag Biden off the stage. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You want to, America, there it is, back in action. Me and Josh having a little chit-chat behind the scenes about how we're going to do this next break here on the radio because we need all the help we can get. 888-788-9910. Took a lot of calls yesterday about who Trump's VP would be. Uh, We've got a few more to get to in the early goings of this hour, so we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, I wanted to give you... Uh, some Haley sound and some Trump sound, since I am the guy covering this tomorrow night. (laughs) Live at 10 p.m. You talk about positions you don't expect to find yourself in someday. Wow, it's going to be rad. Like, I'm excited, not, like, nervous or anything. I think it's going to be great. It's fun. I think it's a great look for the channel to bring on, you know, somebody like me after such a serious event. Wrong. All right, stop it. Since they're already playing Trump sound, we'll start with him. Here is Trump in Nashville last night laying down the law, clip three. You see the polls today? I'm up by 12 points and 14 over crooked Joe Biden. And in a national poll, I'm up by 91 points on, on I won't use the term because it's, some people think it's a little bit nasty, but some people you don't like very much. Uh, Haley, Haley, I'm up 91 points. That's a lot. <laughs> and in South Carolina, Nikki Haley is losing to me. It looks like she's going to lose by 25 or 30 points. That's a lot. She's governor, but people don't like her too much. Wow. (laughs) Trump is funny. Haley. Haley. (laughs) It's up by 91 points. That's a lot. He is entertaining. I will give him that. Uh, But Haley not going the entertainment route. She is all business. 
Here she is. This is clip two. This is what I need you to do. I need you to get everybody you know to go vote on Saturday. We do have a country to save. But I'll promise you this. Just like I did when you elected me governor twice. If you will join with me in this movement, if you will join with me in this fight, I will spend every single day proving to you that you made a good decision. So that's Nikki Haley. She says, you know, throw your vote my way. You'll be glad you did. And I don't actually, believe it or not, I don't doubt that. I actually think Haley would be a great president. I think Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis would have been a great president. There's a slob. There's a real slob. And Trump is rough on DeSantis. But you know something? He'd be a great president. He's a super competent governor of Florida. He has done a phenomenal job of minimizing the burden that government imposes on businesses and taxpayers alike. And that's all you can ask for in this never-ending era of expanding bureaucracy. Okay, it's really rough right now in Washington in terms of just how much the government has overreached into our lives. So any Republican that adheres to like true tenets of conservatism does appeal to me. Like I would love a President DeSantis, if he was if he had won the primary, I would have went to bed that night and not even paid attention for four years straight up. And I think we would have been fine. Haley, just the same. I mean, I've met her off off the air. I've talked to her a lot off the air in TV green rooms and stuff like she cares, like she cares, meaning if she loses this nomination, which it seems increasingly like she will. Uh, She will still at that point try to find a way to get the Republicans over the top because she actually cares about the direction of the country. And that's something, you know, obviously we need more of in Washington because most of these people are just in it for themselves. I mean, you look around Washington, everybody there is just some type of a dork trying to get over. I'm Kamala Harris and I approve this message. Okay, but the reality is, okay, when you talk about the general election and getting Republicans over the top, this is what Nikki keeps hanging her hat on, clip one. And the problem is Donald Trump can't win a general election. Look at any of the polls. He's down by five. He's down by seven. On his best day, there was a Marquette poll that came out today. He's margin of error with with Joe Biden. I'm in every one of those same polls. That Marquette poll has me beating Joe Biden by 18 points. 18 points. She's not wrong, but she's got to beat Trump in order to get the Biden. Either way you slice it, they'd both be positioned pretty well against Biden. Why? Biden sucks. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, doing the dang thing at 888-788-9910. I will, of course, also be your TV buddy tonight. I am joining Sean Hannity. I will close out the week in Hannity. 
at 9 p.m. on the Fox News Channel. They bring me in to get the last three outs of the week. That is Sean's decision. Uh, This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Now it's a good decision. Me and Sean have been making fine TV magic together. Well, it rates well, so I stand by the comments. Hannity tonight, tomorrow, uh, I will be anchoring the 10 p.m. hour. Uh, We're covering the South Carolina primaries here on the Fox News Channel. Of course, the grown-ups will be anchoring from 7 to 10. Martha McCallum, Brett Baer, Bill Hemmer, Dana Perino. I was on with Hemmer and Perino on America's Newsroom this morning. I will share the clip on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Uh, But we have a primary to cover, so I have been using this show as a means of preparing for tomorrow night's live broadcast. So 888-788-9910 if you want a producer's role. Uh, One of the conversations we've been having is if, in fact, Trump locks up this nomination, which everybody expects him to do, he will need a vice president. Mary Ann is listening on Finger Lakes Radio. She has a suggestion I don't believe was brought up yesterday. Hey, Mary Ann. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Um, but yeah. I, 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 couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't use my phone yesterday when it was on. It was really frustrating. Oh, did you have an AT&T phone or anything? No, no, no. I just was driving. I was oh. in traffic. All right. Well, so. you're, you're one of those safe drivers. We don't have a lot of those in New York, so thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three of so, you. Um, yeah, three of us. So um, the, the two people that I thought of that promoted Trump policies mm-hmm. since – since he came out of office. Mm-hmm. They detail his successes and they keep him in the conversation every opportunity. Of course, Vivek, he basically said he was going to get president. He was going to do everything Trump did. He was mm-hmm. going to turn all the, just like Trump would. And Kellyanne Conway, mm-hmm. who represents the other, every time she's on a, you know, yeah. a talk show or whatever, she will bring up the different successes he's had. Mm-hmm. And, they keep them in the conversation. They keep them alive. She's a listen. And she's a good I, surrogate. Yeah. Are you saying for VP yeah. should be VP? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I I think either one of them, they 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 they're not in line with Trump, mm-hmm. but they edit their speech better than Trump. Well, does. yeah. They, that's that's one of the problems. <laughs> is you make a, a really good point. Uh, yeah. Is Trump's surrogates are better at exp- selling Trump than he is? Like, yes. because Trump works with Trump supporters, but with non-Trump supporters, like, they really hate him. Um, right. but could Kellyanne Conway be president? Do you see her as someone who could be presidential timber? I think she could. Wow. I mean, all she does yeah. is talk on TV for a living. Does that mean I could be president? What are we getting at here? But she used to talk for the president, All right, right fair. All right, so you just basically shot me down. Uh, I'll tell Conway. She was on top, she was on top of every... Everything yep. from the little things that the Dems put him through to the big things in the nation. No, no, she's she great. She, no, no, yeah. she's great. She's worked inside uh, presidential campaigns. I don't, I don't deny you that. I think and she doesn't need a teleprompter. It's like <laughs> it's all in her head. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, all right. I, I guess that means you're not voting for Kamala. Um, listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to applaud you for even having the decency to call us when you weren't driving, because I can't say the same for most of my callers. I will take this under consideration. What I will do, because I see Kellyanne a lot, I will tell right. her she was nominated in this process, and I'll get back to you on the air with a reaction once I see her. How about that? Great. Oh, you're the best, Marianne. Look at that. Now I got homework. This was some call. Uh, I love you. Be well. The great Marianne. Uh, she says Kellyanne Conway. Now, here's the thing about Kellyanne. She is really good, really good on the spot 
at steering the conversation to favorable terrain for Donald Trump. I don't know that she has any appetite to be a politician. I don't you know, know that she'd have the support uh, of the American people. Because one of the problems Trump has right now, for real, is he's trying to be Grover Cleveland and become the second man to serve two non-concurrent terms. Grover Cleveland did it. He won for office. Then he didn't go. Then he ran again four years later and won the office again. Okay, Trump would be trying to do the same feat. The problem is they attach so much baggage to the first go-round that I don't expect a lot of the players from Trump 2016 or Trump 2020 to be anywhere near Trump 2024. You know, some of his friends, you know, media personality, stuff like that, fine. But I don't know that the administration uh, will be the same, mainly because a lot of the administration left and wrote tell-all books about Donald Trump. That's just how white folks will do you. (laughs) A lot of white folks did him that way. So I think it's going to be interesting. But the reality is, okay, he will be picking somebody because nobody in their right mind expects Haley to beat him straight up. It would take an election election altering event, whether it was major criminality, major criminality, or maybe Biden coming off the ticket. But Kevin has a hook on that. Kevin's in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Yo, Kevin. Hey, Jimmy. Good to hear you. I uh I uh, have a, a, I wanted to talk about the polls, but you guys were talking about VP, and I didn't hear your show about that. I want to throw my new favorite is Congressman Wesley Hunt of Texas. Oh, Hunt! Yeah, have you seen him speak? He's on the show. Guy, he's great. I know Hunt well. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's a he did four tours, uh, you know, as an Apache helicopter pilot. He's a West Point grad. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like uh, uh, Tim Scott on steroids with a with a huge military, you know, resume yep. that's so impressive. But but uh, I want to get to the polls, and I uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to introduce it introduce my point by asking you if you remember when John Kasich was a Republican nominee. Yeah, when he was running. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't the. I'm well, not the nominee, but he was running. I remember when he was running, and yeah, he obviously left and went to CNN. But continue, I'm sorry. Yeah, we haven't we haven't heard anything from him, and he basically was doing what Haley did. He vowed to stay in in 2016. He went to every state. He only won his home state where he was governor of Ohio. But Haley's, I don't think tomorrow, if all the Democrats that didn't vote in the primary for Biden in South Carolina come out. I think the best Haley will do is I think I don't think it's going to be 25. I think it's going to be Trump wins by 15 percent. Wow. But um, I, and I saw a poll in the last couple of days in Texas. Haley's losing to Biden by nine percent. You cannot a Republican cannot win the White House without Texas. And that's the second poll I've seen I'd have to see where it. she's losing to Biden in Texas. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. But a couple other quick polls I wanted to squeeze in that I I saw in the last couple days that were very interesting is they polled Trump versus Newsom Mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania. You have any idea how that one turned out? Oh, is Newsom beating Trump or Trump beating Newsom? Trump beating Newsom by 15 percent. Oh, in Pennsylvania? That's good. Yes. And and Nikki and, and Kamala Harris, they pulled Trump versus Kamala Harris in Pennsylvania, and Trump beats her by nine. So I think the Democrats are stuck with Biden. It's going to be interesting because Biden does beat Trump in Pennsylvania by about six percentage points. Trump beats Biden by four in Michigan. Just looking at the real clear politics average, he beats Biden by eight in Nevada right now, beats Biden by seven in Georgia. OK, beats him by one in Wisconsin. He's beaten him by four in Arizona. So he's in a good spot. That's like what I was saying earlier is a Trump-Biden matchup is Trump's path back to the presidency. I think he'll have a challenge against a different Democrat, 
if one gets in because they become more prominently known and their poll metrics will change from where they are now. But it doesn't True. mean it's going to come to that. I mean, that's that's the wild thing about right now. The most prescient point of this whole week is Bill Hammer was on this show, I believe, Tuesday. Maybe it was Wednesday. And he was just talking about how we've never gone into a presidential election with this many unknowns in terms of potential game changers. Biden's age, Trump's court cases, Biden may be coming off the ticket, Biden's court cases, you know, Biden's kid. You know, there's so much going on. And the only thing I can tell you is the people that are financing Nikki Haley to stay in this race aren't doing it because they want to set their money on fire. They're doing it because they must know something that tells them it's worth pursuing at least for another month. You know what I'm saying? It's not like she's spending a billion. Yeah. It's not like she's spending a billion dollars. It's basically a super PAC is going to spend $5 million, and these are people that have billions of dollars. So them keeping this thing afloat, uh, to me, is just indicative of, like, sort of goal hanging in the eventuality that something happens to change the race. But if, as presently constituted, I think Trump could beat Biden. Of course he could, uh, and I'd want him to for the good of everybody. So buckle up, man, because I think you and I are going to talk 30 times between now and Election Day. And I <laughs> right. think – and honestly, I, I think there's a chance we'll be analyzing a completely different race for 15 of those phone calls. It's not going to change now, but I think things could really start to go down in June and July. I think it'll be more fun if Nikki Haley stays in through Super Tuesday, to be honest with you. I just think it, it's kind of like, you know, playing some preseason games. It's going to help Trump keep sharp. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I say this not with I, I, I really mean this. I don't I've been looking at old clips of Joe Biden from just a couple of years ago to where mm-hmm. he is now. And if he keeps up this present rate of degeneration, I'm not sure he'll he'll live to November. It's and scary. so, you know, it's I mean, I, I don't you know, you don't yeah. wish that on anybody. But no. Uh, you see the degeneration, and, and, you know, he's very fragile. Listen. And to go through all this stress, you know, I think it, if something happens, they got the Democrats got to be ready with someone in the bullpen. You know? Yeah, and I think they are. I mean, listen, the, the guy's spending 40% of his presidency on the beach. So they're, they're, they're as scared as you are because nobody, really, nobody wants Kamala in charge. They don't want to work for her. I mean, you think about this. Her staff has turned over three times. So getting past issues of competence, she's considered a monster behind the scenes. So nobody wants to work for her, even if they thought she was competent. So you're right to say they're going to put Biden in the bubble tape. And we need we need to get him to Inauguration Day 2025. We just don't need him to be inaugurated. (laughs) We just got to we just got we need need him to live long enough that she doesn't have to become president. Uh, Great call as always, Kevin. We'll see you soon. Have a great weekend. Uh, 888-788-9910. We'll get back to more of your calls after this. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. One of our listeners is in Tarot County, New Mexico. Vicky is on the line. Yo, Vicky. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? Better now, girlfriend, and I'll tell you why, okay? Uh, okay. In July, uh, Jenny and Lincoln and myself are going to be in New Mexico right after the 4th of July. Uh, we've never been there before, and uh, we need as much New Mexico advice as we can get. So at some point, you have awesome. to become sort of a travel agent for me. 
Okay, where are you going to be in New Mexico? Well, so I'm going to be in Vegas July 5th, and then uh, 5th and 6th I'm performing in Vegas. And then Sunday, uh, which is the 7th, we're just taking off from Vegas. We're going to cut through Arizona, wind up wherever the heck people tell us to go in New Mexico. I just need to be up in Colorado by July 13th. So you can get me into as much trouble as you want. Okay, well, you need to come to Otero County because we've got the White Sands National Park here, which is a blast. Oh, yeah. In 20 minutes, you can be in the mountains. Wow. I mean, we've got breweries around here that would be great, and we have the best Mexican food on the planet. That's Everybody what I was told. Is just a poser. Is that That's true? Right. You got to. It's absolutely true, 100%. Now, I've had people call in and talk up New Mexico, but none of them had the good sense to appeal to how chubby I am and talk about the food. I think that was well played, Vicky. I think you're in the lead now. We've got the best, and we've got pistachio farms here, so fresh pistachios. We've got pecans. We've got agriculture, fresh beef. Vicky, you need to come to New Mexico, but you need to come to Otero County. Well, we're going to work this out between now and then. Just you heard me say it. It's going to to be between July seventh and like July tenth that we'll be there. So uh, I will be your tour guide. Oh, I love this, Vicky. All right. Well, we'll follow up on that. (laughs) What do you know about this vice presidential race? (laughs) Who else? Who should be Trump's tour guide? It's well, I think for VP, it's got to be Devin Nunes. Ooh. For his sec, Def is Michael Flynn, Ooh. and then Chief of Staff uh, Cash Patel. It's easy. No wow! Banner. So you're going big. You want Nunes in there? I'm going big. Uh, yep. I, you know, listen, Devin Nunes was really instrumental in debunking the whole Russia conspiracy hoax. So I'm exactly. sure. Yeah, I'm sure Trump has a great appreciation for that. Um, I don't know how it plays in the general election, but I don't need to. All I have, all I need to remember is Tarot County. That's the only thing I'm taking from this call. Um, there you go. Vicki, I will add that your comments to the ledger. We will take them under consideration. And uh, I will talk to you in July, girlfriend, if not before okay. then. You're the best. Right. Have a great day. The great Vicky, who says Devin Nunez could be the guy. Fascinating stuff. I like to hear uh, what everybody thinks. And what I'm surprised by is the just the sheer um, volume of people. We have totally, in suggestions, we've taken about 75 calls on this, okay? We have 23 different candidates that have been suggested. So it's not like everybody's calling in with, like, one guy. You know, everyone's calling in with a lot of different people. The leading vote-getters right now are, are Tulsi Gabbard, Tim Sp- Scott, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Those are the top three. But in the past few minutes, we've gotten a Kellyanne Conway. We've gotten a Devin Nunez. Uh, Gary's up in Vermont. Who knows what he's got? Gary. Jimmy, you uh, know, in thinking of thinking about this a little more, mm. Biden absolutely will be on the ticket this year. Okay. It doesn't matter if they have to bring him to a taxidermist before election day. They are going to have. <laughs> they're going to stuff him. <laughs> if they have to, that's what they'll do, because they're not the people running the country aren't going to want to give up the power. But oh, as mm. you say. They're afraid of a President Harris when Biden doesn't make the four years. Mm -hmm. So these talks with high-profile Democrats now, Newsom's trip to the White House, et cetera, these are for talks in replacing Harris on the ticket. Ooh, 
and you think that could go down. See, this is the problem. And he's ha- he's having such a problem with the black vote that I don't know if they can get away with that because they might look bad, like they screwed over the black lady, which they didn't because she's incompetent. But but do you think they can make that sell? If so, Because what's funny about this, Gary, really quick, is there's a book out right now. I don't know if you caught any wind of that two weeks ago, but basically Gretchen Whitmer was going to be Biden's nominee in 2020. Like they had committed to her. She believed she was getting the gig. And then when the George Floyd videos surfaced and America turned into a race riot, they decided to pivot to a black VP. And that's the only reason Kamala is on the ticket. So knowing well, how much of racism is centers on what they do, do you think they'd walk away from it? Well, are there any pictures out there of Newsom in blackface that they could cover their tracks that way? <laughs> He's like the one liberal leader who doesn't have that. Like Trudeau, does, you know, you can go find it somewhere else. Uh, good analysis as always, Gary. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I I think from what I've been told, they really do desperately want him off the ticket. It's just hard to make him go. You know, if you think taking away grandpa's car keys is tough, try taking away his nuclear codes, you know. So buckle up, Buttercup. Great call as always, Gary. Uh, 888-788-9910. We've got a lot to get to in the next hour. Uh, and we're, you know. Full hour away from Jessica Tarloff coming by. Lincoln Fail is coming by. It's Friday. We're just having fun over here. You know, the country's on fire. That's why I go on all these freaking stand-up tours. It makes me feel better about the world. So one, one thing Jenny and I were talking about, man, is the people who come to my events, people who've showed up to my book signings, the people who show up to the stand-up shows, they're good people, like good-hearted people. And that's the most, you know, probably most rewarding thing about being me right now um, is that everybody who kind of fraternizes around this brand is cool, like good, decent people. They work hard, you know, they, they like the country. They're nice to other people. And it's a cool thing to be a part of. So the, a week from today, I'll be at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. You can still get tickets. Get out to the Colonial. The next night, I'm at the Crest Theater in Sacramento. I've been told Gavin Newsom's going to come by and heckle me. We'll see. We don't know. But there's still a few seats left. Foxacrossamerica.com. Every show I'm doing this summer is on sale. You can come hang out with some really cool people, and I'll tell you some jokes along the way. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, it's a big hour on this show. Dare I say a huge hour. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, bringing you top shelf radio, of course, in a bottom feeding political world. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Just an abject stampede of stupidity. We will attempt to restore order in this hour at 888-788-9910. If you want your voice heard. In this audio safe space for cool people. And all I mean by cool people is you behave. You can be a part of this keg party. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Be a Libertarian. You can be an Independent. You could be a dog for all we... (coughs) Just don't be the White House dog. (laughs) Dog's biting a lot of people right now. Uh, But be anything else. Uh, Just don't be a... As we get underway. On a big Friday. Why is it a big Friday? Why, Jimmy? What's the big idea? What's it all about? It's because you live in the greatest country in the world. Freedom! People have no perspective anymore. 
So much of our politics revolves around what people would have you believe is wrong with America, when the truth is the vast, 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 vast majority of what's going on in this country is right. You are correct, sir. So, yes, we're politically divided. Yes, I think we have nothing short of a Barnum and Bailey Circus Act running this thing right now. <laughs> but it doesn't mean we shouldn't be happy on a Friday in the greatest country and the greatest source of good the world has ever known. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That is my son, Lincoln Fela. He will be closing the show this week. He'll be the last guest of the week, uh, calling in in the final hour of the broadcast. And yes, I did also invite Jessica Tarloff as well. Are you stupid or something? No, I just want to hear the liberal take on the South Carolina primaries and the path forward for Joe Biden. Uh, here is where Biden is at right now. Okay, as you know, Trump is leading in a lot of the swing states. Okay, Biden's still leading in the state of dementia. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But they're getting very bitterly divisive in the Democratic Party. They're just gross. I mean, even they went, it's funny, they went after Harold Ford the other day over on Morning Joe. Joe Scarborough, which, by the way, pound for pound, it is the highest streaming show in Guantanamo Bay. Now that you can't waterboard people anymore, you just throw on Joe and Mika. You know, you get a confession out of a guy, right? He's like, ah! Oh! Oh, no, They'll tell no. you anything you want to know. They'll make up a crime to confess. They, you know, sheesh, they don't have to watch this. But they're getting so disgustingly divisive. Biden shamefully saying the modern Republican Party is worse than segregation. It's guys, the segregationists were killing people. They were burning down their homes. They were denying them the right to work in peace. They were denying them the right to vote in peace. They were denying them the right to go to integrated schools. That's what the segregationists were doing. They were forcing people to sit at separate lunch counters, shop at separate stores, use separate inferior methods of transportation, separate water fountains. Okay, Joe Biden served in Congress with a lot of these Dixiecrats, eulogized two of them, Strom Thurmond and, of course, Robert Byrd. Okay, the guy eulogized a Klansman. Think about that. Joe Biden eulogized a Klansman. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? I'm not like a shock jock. I'm not like saying that to get you like worked up or it's like my interpretation of events. Robert Byrd was a Klansman. Okay, wound up serving in Congress. Joe Biden spoke at his funeral. Okay. Yet to this day, yes, Joe Biden will get on TV and go, well, you know, the problem is the Republicans are a bunch of racists in this country. Okay. And they say it over and over and over again. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. 100%. Okay. But understand there's no deliverable. For the black community when it comes to this line of attack, calling the Republicans a bunch of racists doesn't improve failing city schools that the Democrats have turned a blind eye towards for the better part of the last 75 years. Doesn't lower crime rates, doesn't bring down inflation. There is no deliverable. But this is what they run on precisely because there is no deliverable. You know, the old adage, when you have the facts, pound the facts, when you have nothing, pound the table. The Democrats got nothing, okay, when it comes to their outreach to the black community. Okay, what they've done to the black community in the last four years is horrific. Okay, a 40-year high in inflation, a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths that affects everyone just the same. 
Okay, but the migrant situation uniquely screws inner cities, inner sanctuary cities, where the schools are already dealing with the issue of overcrowding. And now we've got millions of additional students entering the system, students who take away resources, students who overcrowd the classes even further. And again, I don't begrudge immigration. Anyone who wants to come here legally should be welcome to come. The country's built on immigration. But the reality that we should be prioritizing illegal migrants at the expense of the people doing this right is why Biden's policies are such an F you to everybody in this country, but specifically the black community. Okay, you might hate Trump's rhetoric. I'm, you know, I don't agree with it a lot of days. But Donald Trump and Tim Scott in his first go round in the White House created seventy five billion dollars, billion dollars in opportunity zones specifically for low income black communities. That's what Tim Scott got done with Trump. Okay. Does Biden have that type of deliverable? Does Barack Obama have $75 billion in opportunity zones for the black? Weird. Okay. Trump gave historically black colleges and universities their highest recurring funding endowment ever. And they didn't have to go back to Washington year after year to beg for more funding the way it was traditionally run for the last 50 years. Trump gave them a recurring endowment, the highest in the history of HBCUs. Okay, Barack Obama didn't do that. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But you want to know something? Neither did Joe Biden. Okay, when it comes to to the First Step Prison Reform Act, which has now freed over 300,000 nonviolent black drug offenders. Okay, that bill, okay, is the end result of Donald Trump's work with Tim Scott and the Senate at the time they controlled it. Okay, Joe Biden didn't do that for nonviolent black drug offenders. Joe Biden wrote the Biden crime bill of 1994, which is the reason most of these guys are still in jail for smoking a joint. Okay, Barack Obama didn't do that. Again, Donald Trump did. The Trump tax cuts, which are demonized as a sellout to the rich, made low-income earners the single highest accelerant of household wealth. For the first time in a generation, the bottom 1% of income earners grew their household wealth at a faster rate than the upper 1% of income earners. That happened under the Trump tax bill. So you understand he has an actual tangible record of delivering for black Americans, while the Democrats just have a history of calling everybody who doesn't vote their way a bunch of racists. The left weaponizes race whenever they're losing an argument. And that's why, okay, you're starting to get these vicious attacks that you're getting on Republicans. Biden saying they're worse than segregationists, okay? Okay, Joe Scarborough. Um, Again, Joe Scarborough going after Harold Ford. So let me explain something to you about Harold Ford and something about Jessica Tarloff you should appreciate, okay? Fox News doesn't put on liberals so we can claim we're putting on a liberal, but it's ultimately somebody who just agrees with every single Republican point. That's true. That is true. We put on liberals that a lot of you will get mad at because you don't agree with their policies. You're like, how how could you think that? How could you say that? What the hell's wrong with you? And you get mad and you get worked up. But we want to have the conversation on Fox News. We want both sides to be represented in the conversation. So you understand Jessica Tarloff is a liberal, okay? She's not someone with an L next to her name that's going to agree with all of Trump's policies and just create a facade. Like when CNN puts on a Republican, when MSNBC puts on a Republican, okay, it's theater. 
Okay, they're showing up with an R next to their name, but they're taking the Democratic position on literally every single thing that gets said. That is correct. Okay, I say this all the time, okay? A CNN Republican is like a chicken that works on the board at Popeye's. Okay, you can call it a chicken, but it's definitely not looking out for its fellow chickens when it's sitting there on the show. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. And that's Joe Scarborough. He's a former Republican congressman, okay, who literally agrees with the Democratic Party 110% of the time. He's a shell. He's a performance artist. He hates Harold Ford because Harold Ford is a classic liberal, classic liberal. What a classic liberal does is stands up for free speech. The Democrats used to be the free speech party. Now they're the party of weaponized censorship. Okay, a classic liberal looks out for the little guy. Okay, the modern Democratic Party isn't looking out for the little guy. They're looking out for the government's top-down agenda when it comes to climate change, when it comes to open borders, when it comes to selling out to big pharma and mandating a vaccine that doesn't even work, or you're the Antichrist if you don't play along with the charade, let's fire you from your job. That's not a working-class policy. The border policy is not a working-class policy. Driving spending to the point that the core price index goes up 26%, you know who gets crushed the hardest on something like that? The working class. So when Harold Ford agrees with a lot of liberal positions but sides with the Republicans on a few, he's not being, you know, an agreeer. He's being a real liberal. He's being the real thing. You know, you'll hear guys like Alan Dershowitz say, I was liberal my whole life, never voted Republican. But I didn't leave my party. My party left me. And it's true. The Barack Obama who won the presidency in 2009 would be considered a proud boy. If he ran today with a yes, we can policy. Yes, we can. Wait, what? In this oppressive, systemically racist hellhole, you're telling me, yes, we can. That's what Obama ran on. Now you can run on that. If Barack Obama ran for president right now with a motto of yes, we can. Like you can get out there and do it. The liberals would be calling him a half-white guy. They wouldn't even consider him the first black president. They would be pointing out that he was half-white, okay, instead. Correct the mundo. But listen to this attack on Harold Ford, okay? Because the Democrats are so desperate to hold on to the black vote that any prominent black man, even if it's a member of their own party like Harold Ford, is getting mauled in the public square for daring not carry along the party orthodoxy because they're really scared because they see pop culture going the other way. Charlemagne wants Biden off the ticket. Big rappers like Ice Cube, Meek Mill, you know, these guys want Biden off the ticket. That's a real problem when 99.9% of your election re-election charges or chances hinge on the black community. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Look at how Joe Scarborough goes after Harold Ford, and he's not accurate. When he says he's the lone liberal co-host, take it away, clip 11. The lone liberal co-host of Fox News, uh, the show The Five. Wait, wait a second, Harold, I I don't know, Willie, if you agree with both sides, you're not liberal, right? Harold's like, he's just an agreeer, right? No. Well, no, Harold, I agree with your side. He very smartly brings in his side by 
being kind to both sides. What do you do think? not mistake that. I'm really. not mistaking anything. What do you think about our friend Harold? What, you, what is he? He's, I would just say I agree with everything Harold said. I agree with everything you said. I do, I do and too. I agree with everything Mika said right there. By the way, I saw Harold I, last yeah, night. No. I, I Listen, everybody has what Harold does, he goes, I respect what you say. I respect what you say. But here's That's what it. I think. Joe Scarborough. This guy's a serious ass. Totally. How do you see Joe Scarborough? Because his entire ethos is just selling moral superiority to the viewers. You understand? The people who watch Joe Scarborough are rich white people. They hate themselves. Oh, God, do they hate themselves. You know, uh, I, I drove them around in a taxi for a long time here in New York City. I see a lot of them at media events. These, I mean, they really hate themselves. So he gets on TV every day just to tell them somebody who sucks. You know who sucks? This, you're better than this guy. Don't worry about hating yourself. Hate this guy. You're better than this guy. This guy's not a real liberal. He agrees with some of the Republican points. Do you know what this country was built on, you guys? Compromise. The founding fathers hated each other at times when they were drafting the Constitution. They fought, okay? They grew up in an era of politics where they had duels, where they'd settle their disagreements by shooting each other. The winner would live and the loser would vote Democrat the next election. But the point is, Harold Ford is a liberal in the truest sense of the word in that he is open-minded and willing to respectfully engage in discourse. Over on MSNBC, engaging in discourse is considered like empowering white supremacy or being a Putin puppet. Like, that's what they do now. Okay, but that's not a substantive conversation. That's a well-dressed child throwing a tantrum for a bunch of well-dressed children that are watching at home. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that sees through the bullshit. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Still getting calls about Trump's VP. Guy is in Garfield, New Jersey. Let's get one in. Yo, Guy. Yes, sir. My man. Can you hear me? I can hear you too well. Yes, sir. I'm on my earpiece. Um, Yeah, I was thinking about Mike Huckabee. Oh, wow. Huck, the former Arkansas governor, a guitar player. He's got his own show out there somewhere. I'm pretty pro-Huck. Do you think Huck helps in the general with some of the areas where Trump is lagging, like women or anything like that? Well, I, I, I think he, he does. And you just I like think him. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike really promotes uh, Trump still. He's still on there pushing the books for kids, telling them how good uh, he is and how he's being treated unfairly. <laughs> well, listen, he's a good surrogate. Trump has a lot of guys that do that well. I think the challenge for real guy in, in, in the general guy is there's a couple of key like constituents that decide this thing, like the swing voters, uh, you know, and the women voters. So if, if Huck is good with the ladies, he's a funny guy. He could do it. And I, I personally, I like Huck quite a bit. I don't know that he's on that short list Trump was talking about. But after this call, he might be. Do you want me to tell Trump that you said to take Huck? Well, you can do that. And uh, I also wanted to say I caught your show. I, I really love your show. Oh, get out. Um, especially Thanks. the one with Tudor Dixon on. And she's going to be <laughs> on again, right? She's on this weekend. Does that mean you're turning back in? 
I, I absolutely am, especially with the leg show she gave us last time. <laughs> my um, I'm laughing because she wouldn't then, even care. She'd admit to it. She put on quite a show, did she not? Yeah. Then you had your wife come out, and I'm thinking that's, that's your wife. Did she lose a bet or something? My God. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> good <laughs> no, for you. I, I really I enjoyed your show. It was really good. I, I enjoy listening to you every day. Oh, um, and maybe Mike's a, a, a choice for him. <laughs> well, listen, the Huck man would definitely agree yeah. with your analysis on women. I don't know that he'd want the gig. I, I think he'd want his his daughter to get the gig, Sarah, who is the press secretary. Okay. That's another thing I was just going to mention, possibly his daughter. So but She was already saying she, she may not be interested. She's just interested in taking care of what she's doing now. Yep. You know what I laugh at, though, with all of this talk? How come you don't just nominate Tudor Dixon? Because you want to see her legs on my show? Well, listen, I just hope she keeps coming back to your show. Well, I appreciate you looking out for the TV program. We need all the help we can get. Uh, Great call, guy. Might have been my favorite one all year. (laughs) He's just like, he just wanted to talk about Tudor Dixon's legs. I get it. You know, it's a whole big scary world out there. Sometimes you got to go to your safe space and dial up Tudor. I get it. Hubba, hubba. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon hosting this show. Uh, of course, tomorrow night I will be hosting my television program, Fox News Saturday Night with Jimmy Fallon. We are, of course, covering the South Carolina primary. So when the adults, Brett Baer and Martha McCallum, end their three-hour broadcast from 7 to 10, they will be handling the ball over to myself on live television. I got a bad feeling about this. You stop it. We're going to be fine. But I have been soliciting tips on what to do from the audience. Michael is in Dallas, Texas with ideas. Michael! Oh, good guy. So now we have to help with your show prep, huh? Uh, so what's next? Changing your oil? Painting your house? <laughs> listen, Come on, man. Listen, you might actually be able to change my oil. That'd be the one area where I would take your tips. <laughs> I'm just humoring what, whatever nonsense you're about to pedal right now. I'm just humoring it for entertainment purposes. What do you think? Well, no, no, no. A quick reminder, if you record the show on Saturday night, watch it on Sunday to boost our radio buddies' ratings. Yes, so that does matter. You shouldn't forget that. Yep. Yes. So, look, I'm really glad that you're bringing on Jessica and other Democrats. As you say, it's good to know what's in these people's heads and where they're coming from. And by doing so, I don't have to watch CNN. So thanks, <laughs> buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> Saved you the trouble, you see? And. <laughs> That's, but that's the thing. The reason, like, Fox viewers get so mad at the liberals on Fox is because they're liberals on Fox. They're not just nodding their head yes, uh, which is, you know, what the other shows are doing. The other networks, it's really just like you're watching a play where someone has agreed to play the part of the Republican, but they're not a Republican, you know. So you and, get it. And, so- and, and Jessica, and, and uh, I can't remember his name, but they seem like fun people. Oh, I Walling. Hang out with them in a party. Walling Anything, is great. You know, just. Yeah, absolutely. They seem like good folks. Oh, yeah. No, they are. And uh, even Harold Ford is really good. They're fun, man. I mean, listen, the one thing Fox has going for it for real, like if you were here in the building and you worked here, you'd see it. Everybody's really cool. Like walking around when you bump into people in the hallways, we're laughing and making fun of each other. It's like it's a well-dressed high school, you know. 
and Emily comes by and flips you off regularly. Regularly. Like, she, 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 yo, she gave me the finger during the first hour of the show. I'm not even kidding. She, during the first hour of the show, as she was on her way to Outnumbered and I was the way here, she gave me the finger through the glass at 11.55. So there you go. Spot on. It's so like, look, go ahead. So look, after, after Haley gets beat like a rented mule tomorrow night, <laughs> no. you should refrain from saying that she's just putting lipstick on a pig, okay? Don't, don't go down that road. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you lay off my college girlfriends. This is no way to talk. Oh. I kid. <laughs> These were fine women. Right. Get on the road, Michael. Right, we love you, man. man. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the TV. The great Michael out on the road. Says, uh, you know, go easy on Nikki Haley. Nick, listen, I, I personally, I like Nikki Haley a lot more than most of this audience does because I've met her off the air. I've met her in person. Uh, and she's a syrupy sweet gal. Funny. Uh, and she actually cares. I, I've met a lot of politicians who don't care. Okay. She's not one of them. So for that reason alone, uh, I encourage her to do whatever the heck she wants with her career in politics because we need more people who care. Uh, but back to your calls for a second. Lauren in Lacey, Michigan. Lauren. It's actually Lori, Jimmy. Oh, get out. And he typed it in his law. Well, you got a name change. You got a name. Well, that's no. He probably didn't want to scare me. He didn't want to scare me and make me think it was Laura Ingram. Oh, no, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. I just had the bone to pick with you, though, by what you said about Trump. Uh Uh-oh. And um, if he's going to go up against a young person, Uh I think think his VP is going to have a lot to do with that. And I've been saying to us together way back, way back. And I'm glad to see that other people that she's fallen in there with Tim Scott, I think she's a great choice. Mm -hmm. She's an independent now, and she used to be a Democrat, but she can tell her story. Yep. And she can get people to rally behind him like that. I think a lot more younger people are behind him than you know. Mm -hmm. I know the people in Michigan Mm -hmm. are ready for him to come back. So. All right. I guess that's where I'm coming from. Well, listen, I would take anything. You know, when you talk about Trump over Biden, I would take Barron Trump over Biden. You know, anybody would and le- anybody like would. straight up, let Barron go play his Xbox for four years. We'd be better off than we would be with Biden. So I could right. see as that. Long as, yeah, as long as Trump stays where he's at and keeps his level head and tries not to make up any new names, I think we'll be good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, you know, I love the man, but that's the only part that I think we could do without. And then he'd be home free All right. as long as he picks the right VP. Well, so hopefully, that's where I'm at. hopefully Tulsi heard this phone call and she scares him straight. Tulsi, come to Michigan. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff, Laura. We appreciate you, boo. Have a great weekend. There she goes. Uh, she says Tulsi Gabbard. I, I have to tell you this, guys. I'm pleasantly surprised by the support Tulsi has received on the show. If for no other reason than I know her personally, she's very cool. Like, she's a very cool human being. Her sister's a very cool former NYPD cop, very cool human being. I haven't given her a lot of thought in terms of her political viability because the last time around she was running for president as a Democrat. She annihilated Kamala Harris. She all for for real. If you go back and look at it, she ended Kamala's presidential campaign uh, right there on the spot during the back and forth. That was embarrassing. Oh, she crushed her. Okay, and lo and behold, Kamala was finished. The party had no no use for her at all. And then the George Floyd riots broke out. And Biden went from Gretchen Whitmer to we've got to put a black woman on the ticket who's around. And they just went and grabbed Kamala like they didn't think it over and go meritocracy. Let's get a brilliant black woman because there are plenty of them out there. They were like, no, no, we'll just go get Kamala Harris. I know she was bad mouthing Biden the whole campaign, saying he was a segregationist who fought against integrated school busing. 
okay, saying that she believed his sexual assault accuser, Tara Reid. Uh, but come on, she'll say yes to the gig. How do we know that? She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. But the idea that Tulsi Gabbard, who nuked Kamala, just nuked her, uh, has this crossover appeal, I'm, surpri- I'm pleasantly surprised by that. I think it's a good thing. I, I want to know that I have an audience that's capable of liking a liberal, even if she's now gone independent. I want to know you're capable because what we need in Washington are the best people. We don't need the best Republicans. We don't need the best Democrats, libertarians, but we just need the best people. And if you guys can recognize good people and support them, we could have a fractured government and still make progress. The greatest moments this country has ever recognized were moments of bipartisanship, moments where either side conceded a little bit of what the other side wanted and didn't let perfect get in the way of better. We need more of that in Washington. When we turn this into a blood sport and the entire campaign narrative is about calling the other side an existential threat to the country, it becomes impossible for the two parties to work together because how can you possibly justify Working with someone you just said is a communist that's going to destroy the country. How could you possibly justify working with someone who you just said was a white supremacist that's going to destroy the country? You know, when the two parties other each each other, okay, you lose that ability to work and make tangible progress. And the only way that's going to change is if we start sending people to Washington who aren't trying to be cable news influencers and are very much trying to be leaders, Okay, the fact that you recognize Tulsi's viability in that regard makes me happy. Okay, it's a it's a winning sign for at least for this show. As for the rest of the country, we're probably screwed. (laughs) I don't know, but at least you guys encouraged me. Ken is in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yo, Ken. Hey, Jimmy, I love you. Oh, buddy. My suggestion for VP, maybe you just stole a little of my thunder here. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Trump just go ahead and name Kamala Harris? That way nobody will uh, ever impeach him. (laughs) Listen, Kamala is opportunistic enough that she would be his running mate. Like she would. Like she doesn't, you know, she has no moral core like zero. She stands for nothing. I would love love it when they do the VP debate. She could just spend half an hour laughing at herself. (laughs) They just they just say hello to her and she laughs till we go to commercial. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. I know she said she really is like a sociopath. It's a hard thing to watch most days. But if you had to be serious, I think, you know, on that Trump shortlist, I think it is. It's going to be Scott or Tulsi. I don't think it's going to be anybody else after listening to this crowd. And I know Trump listens to the show. Uh, could you yeah. make do with Scott or Tulsi? I certainly could. Uh, I don't know. Tulsi's a little pretty, a little too distracting. <laughs> is that why Tudor Dixon isn't getting more support? Is she too? Is she too hot? I guess. Oh, they're they're they're, I don't know, they're both too cute for me. Well, to one of them will be on my TV show tomorrow night, so you better tune in. I always do. Good stuff, my man. I love you back, Ken. Have a great weekend, brother. I'll see you on the TV. Thank you, bye. The great Ken. Uh, another man now calling into the show who tried to buy his way to my heart. By sending me barbecue. Uh, Brad is out in Kansas City. Brad, me and Hemmer mentioned you on the air the other day. You sent me the Jack Stacks barbecue. You know I love you for it. Jimmy. You tr- you tr- this is bad, bad Brad from Kansas City. How you doing? Oh, I'm aware. And, and you got a proper shout-out on the show. Thank you for the barbecue, man. 
I did. Thank you. You know where I got the idea from? Give it to me. 2013, that was absolute just pure hell for Chiefs fans. We went 2-14. and 14. We brought by our owner, Clark Hunt, flew his plane to Philadelphia as soon as Andy Reid got fired. And what was on the plane? Jack Stack's barbecue. barbecue. You're damn right it was. That That's how he was able to get Andy Reid to come to KC, and I'm doing the same thing to you. I want you to come to Kansas City. <laughs> Listen, I'm working out of data. I'm going to be out there at some point. I don't know if I could specifically do the comedy club because they usually just have me in a theater for one night. You know, because okay. I've got so many cities to get to. But we've fielded offers from Kansas City in the past that just didn't line up with my TV schedule. But I will probably be out there, you know, August or late next fall, like November. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll, at that point, I'll owe you barbecue. Okay. Well, me and my wife live in the state-of-the-art brand-new apartment complex, and they Ooh. have guest suites. I'll put Ooh. you and Jenny and Lincoln up. So this you is... guys come out. You spend a day with us. We'll, we'll take care of you. All right. That, that was not the deal. I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm working on dates, but the minute you hear a yeah. show announced in Kansas City, check in and we'll get going on all of that because it we'll, sounds rad, we'll, man. We'll be there. And I we'll do be lo- there. You went to Spokane, and I, my little sister was there, and I got a picture of you with my little sister, and you took care of them. So I appreciate it, man. Oh, no. For, believe me, my shows, I meet everybody there. Like, the only time I haven't been able to is, like, when I toured with Kennedy, they had limits to the meet and greets for security purposes because we, we had some Yahoo threatening to kill us at one of our shows. I'm not even kidding. We had a great one. Uh, we'll tell the story when she's on. But when I'm on the road myself, uh, Fox sends a bazillion plainclothes security guys, and they let me meet everybody. So if you're coming to the show, we're hanging out. All right, man. See, I, I will be there. So Great stuff. Real fast, mm-hmm. uh, fantasy pick for vice president. This is one that nobody's talked about that I would absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Too bad he's gone, but James Trafficant. You put him on the ticket with Trump, we would be guaranteed a good time for the next four years. <laughs> you just want to watch the party. I love this. All right, beautiful. Well, you can cater the party. You definitely won that gig. Uh, Brad, I love you, man, and I really appreciate it. I will get you a review on the barbecue because we're going to cook it Sunday. That was the plan. Okay. Rock and, and roll. And I hope I scored with Jenny. My wife loves carrot cake, so I hope she does too. Oh, no, no. You believe me. You knocked it out of the park, buddy. For real. We owe you big, so we'll be in touch. Thanks, brother. The great Brad. Uh, sends me Jack Stack's Barbecue, which is obviously a big deal. But you know the weekday rules. I have my own TV show. I'm not allowed to eat, so it has to work. (laughs) It has to wait until Sunday, at which point we are going in. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Taking your calls, texts, tweets, whatever you get. You send me a message in a bottle. I mean, don't send it to help the Hudson River, though. There's some, you know. <laughs> the Hudson River, who? You haven't lived till you've swam next to a fish that has gold teeth. <laughs> it's a totally different animal out there. Uh, but 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in on anything uh, to do with our politics or this great nation. It is Friday. I am bringing on Lincoln Fayla to wrap things up. Uh, Jessica Tarloff is going to be here as well. Uh, but right now, uh, Bruce is in Sarasota, Florida. Yo, Bruce. 
Jimmy, what's happening? My man. You know, I'm heading your way. I know that. I just got. I just bought your tickets for, um, what is it, May 11th? Oh, hot damn. All right, that's a great one. Well, I'll be there May 11th, and then I'm in Orlando May 12th uh, on Mother's Day. That's rad. So you'll see me in Sarasota? That's right. But, Boom. you know, we have some important decisions to make. Okay. We need... The party afterwards, do you want a tiki hut or a rooftop bar? <laughs> uh, I don't know the answer to that right now. I mean, I would think rooftop bar is my guess. So uh, that's five minutes from where you're playing. Oh, get out of here. Okay, because I know yep. nothing on this particular venture. Uh, I just know I got a lot of shows to do in a short amount of time to do them. But I'm excited. Well, I'm pumped to get back out on the can- road. You can use my 40 years of experience of living in Sarasota. Oh, okay. So you could be like my head joke writer. Is that what you're offering up here? Well, you know, I'm, I'm game for anything, really. <laughs> it sounds like it. You know, re, re, retirement, you know, gives you opportunity to do things you never did before. So oh, there I you guess go. we could add that to the list. Yeah, you might as well jump in, throw your hat in another <laughs> ring. Uh, what do you got on VP? What do you think, champ? Oh, I, I like Tulsi Galbraith just to bring the parties maybe together for a change okay. instead of driving wedges in between them. And uh-huh. then after that, probably Tim Scott. Oh, all right. I mean, they seem to be the two front runners. Where I think Tim Scott has the edge is I see he's very establishment. And Trump needs that establishment wing to help a little bit. You know, like Tim Scott, he's a little more polished, you dig? Uh, but Tulsi's great, and she does have a good crossover appeal, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was either of them. Uh, but we yeah, can... well, the big thing is with Tulsi, though, is she's a, she's a normal Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's one of, like, the remaining three holdouts. You're right. That's right. It's like that's right. <laughs> Tulsi, Manchin, occasionally, because Manchin goes the other way. But that's funny. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try to bring Tulsi to Sarasota for you. I'll see what I could do. Well, hey, that's great. Jimmy, <laughs> it was nice talking to you, man. You too. I'll see you in May, brother. Appreciate it. The great Bruce. Uh, Dwayne's up. He's in New York. Dwayne's local. Dwayne. How you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing, man. Uh, I need some well, New York energy. Well, you know, uh, who are you having on your show Saturday? Ooh, uh, you're going to see the great Tudor Dixon. You're going to oh, see okay. Brenberg. You're going to see Brett Baer. You're going to see. Okay, yeah, so what do you know? Tell Tudor that if she wears a pantsuit. <laughs> I, I will turn the TV off because I don't want to be reminded of Kamala Harris and <laughs> Hillary Clinton. I'll tell you that. I love this so much. Uh, so, I, will, I will pass all of this along, but continue. So my, my vote for vice president is mm. Jenny Fallon. Jenny Fallon gets the gig, you say. I got to tell you, because she knows how to pick up people up out of the gutter and move them <laughs> on to prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you're giving Jenny the credit for this? I am. I Listen, I, I do believe she de- deserves like 50% of the credit. I genuinely do. Just oh, make it 51. No, no, I'm taking I I got to do the work. I got to write the jokes. I got to tell them. I, I'm the one. Jenny's allowed to eat carbs. I'm not allowed to eat carbs, okay? I want my 1% for all the bread I don't get to eat during the week. Can I have my damn 1%? Well, all right. I'll give, I'll, I'll give her fifty-one forty-nine. Me is the best I can do. It's like a pawn shop. We're negotiating. Uh, but I'll tell I'll tell Tudor to wear something nice for you tomorrow night. Okay, Dwayne. All right. Very Lo- good. Great call, brother. I'll see you on TV. Another vote for Jenny Fela. I got. We got a lot of loonies listening to this show. I don't even know that I'd vote for her for a second time. I'm just telling because I. What the hell did you just say? I'm kidding, Jenny. We love you. Back after this. 
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Is it ever? And we are fired up. It's our final hour of the week. We are bringing you an embarrassment of Radio Riches. Lincoln Fela will stop by at the end of this thing, my 15-year-old son, to wrap up uh, with some playground politics. But before we get to the link, man, a fan favorite joins us right here at the tippy top of the hour. The lovely and talented Jessica Tarloff in the house. And the crowd goes absolutely wild. I mean, fellas, fellas. You've got your support on this show, but that was very boisterous, was it not? It was, and usually it's the Trump get her out of here. So uh, (laughs) I'm glad we started off on the positive note. That's usually how we end the interview. To be clear, we usually start the interview on Jessica Tarloff is here. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But no, it is not. I am the most pro-Tarloff guy, as you know. We're great friends. Uh, We make a big point of, of making sure everybody knows that we have a S&M safe word when we mm-hmm. talk politics. It is... Pineapple. Yes, it is. And uh, tomorrow night, so try as we might, you're on the grown-up coverage on the channel tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> I am at the 10 p.m. kitty table. No, you are hosting your own show, which, which is, is about as a grown... It is something, but I... <laughs> We've already moved past that, so it's. But it's great that you're doing a live show on South Carolina night because you'll oh, right. have. I mean, not that you. I mean, your whole thing is take a break from the politics, yeah, yeah. which we could all use. But those there's going to be good fodder. Oh, is there ever? Yeah, because Nikki Nikki Haley's in this like Milton from Office Space territory. Well, you know they like they fired the guy, but he kept showing up in the basement. Yeah, is that where we are with Nikki Haley? I mean, was he making? Like fifteen million dollars in donor donations, though. Like <laughs> that, Milton with money. Milton, <laughs> it's a much nicer stapler. <laughs> yes, it's the fanciest office you ever saw. <laughs> That's so funny because there's something going on there. I have theories. I'll bounce them off you, but I wanted to start here at a place of substance. So we have spent uh, the last forty-eight hours soliciting nominees for Trump's VP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you off the air, we've had 25 different nominees at this point. The leaders, though, uh, yep. are three people. So Scott is tied with Tulsi Gabbard. Vivek is third. Joe Manchin is actually fourth mm-hmm. in overall votes. Not a lot for Haley, who's still in the race. Right. Well. Um, if you were Trump, let's start here. I will put ask you through the Republican lens first. If you were Trump, who would you pick? Well, first I'd be concerned about going to jail. Then I would get her out of here. Okay. Get her out of here. You were doing uh, so well. Eh, you know. <laughs> Continue. I can only be myself. Um, <laughs> Sadly. So I think it's important that he puts a woman on the ticket. And mm-hmm. obviously it worked in 2016 to have Pence on there. But I think especially in the Dobbs era mm-hmm. that you need – Somebody who's either carried a child themselves or know how how to change a diaper or, you know, can bring a a little femininity to the conversation around this because it is something that is roiling people on both sides, whatever you think about it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really complicated. I mean, just even watching the fallout from the Alabama decision Mm -hmm. about making embryos people. Yeah. Like I saw the – NRSC released a statement advising all Senate candidates to say no to that. Yeah. That that and Mike Pence, mm-hmm. even yeah. you know, his son is a product of IVF. He was like, 
what the hell are you people talking about, What's right? Yeah. Like you're losing the spirit of yeah. protecting life by going after people who want kids the most. Yeah. Like we did it the lazy way. Yeah. Like rolled over. was like, you want to do it? Okay. <laughs> and like suddenly, you know, you're going to have a baby versus paying hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. and going through years of infertility. Mm-hmm. So I think he needs a woman. And I was out in Iowa for the – caucus and i met governor kim reynolds who's obviously backing desantis in that mm-hmm. but somebody like a kim reynolds who it, it might even help mm-hmm. that she's anti-trump and could come around to this right for uh-huh. that unity play yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of this but you need someone with the kind of genuine republican principles not mm-hmm. the new age party necessarily it, but someone who will back him th- and that's a good point and it kind of was what nikki haley did for the administration to some degree. Or, yeah. you know, she was not enamored with Trump. We got a mm-hmm. whole Charlottesville thing, uh, taking down the Confederate flag, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I want to serve my country. And I am a Republican, first mm-hmm. and foremost, after a patriot and a God-fearing yeah. – I'm, I'm being a Republican now. So <laughs> God I'm God-fearing. Um, <laughs> but, like, if you could get a Kim Reynolds, uh-huh. I think that that would be of huge value and make a lot of these moderate suburban women feel – a little bit better about the situation. Yeah, that's what I don't think. Jessica Charloff is in studio. That's what I don't think uh, people realize about the primary. The primary is a totally different electorate. It's the red meat yeah. base. It's, like, it's, like I said, he's winning. Lock with, her up. He's, yeah. he's winning with people who think the Super Bowl was fixed. Yeah. You know, it's a, the PSYOP crowd. It's a, it's a different metric in the general. And I, I don't know if everybody recognizes how important um, of the female presence is on the ticket because – Abortion is a huge turnout issue for for your party. It's massive. It is probably the issue. It is. So if they trot out two white dudes, it's a loser. I, I don't even know that Tim Scott helps them, Well, even though he has a good story to tell. I think if you give – and I don't, I yeah. don't mean this as bad as it's going to say. Okay. I, I think that having a person from a historically disenfranchised group helps Republicans. Remember, mm-hmm. I think it was the 20 – 18 election when there was a wave of minority candidates that got elected on the Republican side, a lot of Asian candidates, like it matters. Uh And it's part of your story that actually the Republican party is a bigger tent than you think. Cause I can sit here and be like, you're trying to take away all my rights and you're a bunch of white dudes that sit behind a desk writing the most preposterous bills. Like, do you even know how a period works? (laughs) Like you want me to show you like what goes on? Not the period. No, no, I'm it. not getting it right now. But <laughs> when it's back with a vengeance, I'll show it to whoever you want. Uh, no, but, you know, heartbeat bills and yeah. things like that, that you just don't that, you know, that women left to their own devices mm-hmm. are not going to be crafting bills that stringent. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And that's where I think the Republicans could gain ground on this issue. Because right now they're just flat seating it. Or certainly just hold ground. Yeah. You know, everyone is just trying to hold their muster yeah. and get a little bit more because these margins are tiny. These are 10, t- 11,000 people. T- tight races, right. man. Do you believe, as Nikki Haley says, that she would have a better shot in the general than Trump? Given what I, we said about abortion and everything else? Well, I was actually shocked because she had managed to toe the abortion line, I thought, pretty well. Yeah. And then she came out in support of the Alabama decision. I know. And she's an IVF mom. Yeah. So I expected her to, you know, probably admit, like, I, I uh, harvested my eggs when I was 34. I was turning 35. My mom was like, we really don't like your boyfriend. We'd love to pay for you to freeze your eggs. That's literally mm-hmm. a conversation we had. <laughs> um, and so 
I went and I did the procedure, which is grueling even just to have your eggs removed, yeah. the hormones. And I have seven uh-huh. A-grade eggs in a locker, mm-hmm. right? They're not embryos yet, but anyone who's gone through IVF has had more than the number of kids that they yeah, had. Yeah, for sure. So this idea that we have cryogenically frozen children yeah. all over Alabama, which, you would think that she would say, I've gone through this process, which is grueling, and, and we want to encourage people who want families, but also, like, my two kids aren't the only two that yeah. we got. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's an anti-science side to it, but I do think she would be more successful. In the general? In a general, mm-hmm. versus a dem- I just as the Republican mm-hmm. nominee, and yeah. then... Well, this is what I think the challenge is going to be. I think if the race goes through as presently constituted, they both have enough baggage to make it winnable for the other side. I, and, I, and I think it could go either way. I think there's a part of me that really doesn't believe this is the matchup. You know, yeah. that means Biden's coming off the ticket at a convention. I know that can sound preposterous. Yeah. You know, it would seem like Trump is the more likely of the two to run the gamut. Not I, again, legal issues aside, because I don't know that they're going to hurt him. Like, do you think a felony well, a conviction, conviction, you think yeah. it would? I mean, it's – listen, all you can do right now is kind of go by these surveys that are very noisy signals. Mm-hmm. But if you have over 50 percent, which is what you have in New Hampshire, we'll see what the South Carolina number is, 32 percent in Iowa, who say if he's convicted, yeah. I can't do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's enough to get your ten or 11,000 in Michigan or whatever that, yeah, you Yeah, that need, stuff you matters. Know? That stuff matters. But right. It, so do you think in your opinion, is that why Haley is sticking around? Do you think they're basically just buzzarding or do you think they're or do you think she's sticking around because heaven forbid the Democrats go with somebody younger? That becomes a bigger liability for the Republicans to run Trump. I think everyone gets that that stuff is mostly fantasy island. Right. Like everyone who's desperate to get on the Wall Street Journal is like, well, what could I do? Oh, I'll write that Michelle Obama's going to be the candidate. You know, (laughs) I love you saying that because she's never running. She hates politics more than probably any human on the planet. Running. If you guys listening right now, Jessica Charles in studio. That's why I love you, man. It's real honesty. You guys can go up the dial in any direction on conservative talk radio right now. Oh my and there's gosh. someone screaming that Michelle Obama's coming. It's gonna the terrorist fist bump will be back <laughs> and, she's, and And she's not coming. She's not coming. She wants nothing to do with this. No. She's like <laughs> dancing in Spain at yeah. Springsteen. They're on like Spielberg's yacht. Yeah. They're, they're making like a billion off Netflix. They don't have to do anything. Right. They're like American workers. We care. Yeah, they like they, they're done. They sign off on a Whitey's bad video every six months. They're good. They like, ain't going to work a rope line in the Iowa. Book list, the reading list. Yeah. She's uh, the, like an Oprah. Yeah. She, she's like an Oprah. Right. And she's also an Oprah in the sense that she it would be a route. Yeah. Like, would I love it that we're just gonna stand up there and be like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give you the like the other half of the most popular Democrat that exists right now, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And she gets a lot of Republican women. Like her book tour mm-hmm. was like going to a taping of Oprah, yeah. right? It's women with all sorts of politics mm-hmm. who just feel like she gets it. And the way that she writes about her marriage and mm-hmm. motherhood, like but, I feel it. But what do you, what do you, what do you oh. make of the fact that – I don't think anyone's I, – I don't think Biden's coming off the ticket and you can mm-hmm. – if your audience would like to – um, listen, David Axelrod uh, did a podcast interview with Greg Sargent, who used to be at the Washington Post. I think he's at the New Republic now. And his tone has even switched in a week. So whether that's someone like beat the proverbial crap out of these naysayers or they're just understanding how messy this is. It's a like, really hard thing to do. 
That's, totally, especially for the party that, that, that not, decries the kind of backroom dealings and the elitism yeah. of it all. So you're going to go to Chicago in the summer and we're going to walk out with Mitch Landrew or like <laughs> now, Gretchen Whitmer. Now, or, now, now there is the reality that he And could, how would you pass Kamala? I know that's the challenge. There is this reality, though, that he could be telling people he's Batman by this time next month. Biden? Yeah. Then is was. he not? <laughs> I, I would believe anything. Um, but I think I think this is the matchup. And I think that both parties, anyone within them who's kidding themselves, and that's Nikki Haley included, mm-hmm. um, it's just silly or they're selling something. And that's honestly what I think is going on with Nikki Haley. Like mm-hmm. she decided after New Hampshire, and I think the bird brain stuff and insulting her husband yeah. really pushed her to a different place, Yeah, um, which I totally get. I, uh-huh. I mean, I can't imagine what that's. Like, yeah, like no right. one insults my husband but me. Yeah, I think, yeah that you know? whole thing, yeah. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it done. <laughs> I mean, Brian deserves it sometimes. It. But I happen to think that her high-end donors are actually perfectly happy to have Biden. And yeah. they want her out there to bloody up Trump enough that – they feel like even if this isn't a perfect scenario, it's a manageable thing. for We them. know what it is. Mm-hmm. We've known what Joe yeah. Biden is for yeah. five decades. Yeah. The economy is doing pretty well, especially for corporate America. Yeah. Well, at they're this point. happy. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're making the core price index is rough, but they're not. The donors aren't thinking in those terms. No. But every time, you know, something has changed and we see it even in our own coverage. I saw Cheryl Cassoni from the Fox Business Network the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I really appreciate all these panels you guys are having because later in the day. Yeah. I get to say, like, and our very own, you know, when yeah. you're getting some of these results, like about consumer sentiment and, you know, the best recovery in the G7, does it mean everything's perfect? Absolutely not. But does it mean they can live with it? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they think they can live with another four years of Trump. I agree with that. I think, you know, when you look at D.C., I think that the term uniparty is a real thing. Meaning there is that are, like a unibrow for people? <laughs> it's it's kind of like there's I, I would say there's a significant 70 percent of Washington that is just part of that business machine. Oh, totally. Yeah, it pro- it's probably 80%. What would you say the number is? 90? I mean, they're the people that run the restaurants that those people come and sit in. Yeah. There are a few great museums. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's K Street. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's just a revolving door. Yeah, that's what it is. And I think at the end of the day, the business as usual approach that they get from Biden, whether he's the face of all of these decisions or they're made by bureaucrats. It's comfortable. It's tenable. That's really, and they can sell it. And I, I know, and that's so. So you would say, in summation, then a lot of Haley's candidacy is subsisting off of that sentiment. I think. I mean, if you look at her voters, yeah. When yeah, you had yeah. it, it was like seventy percent. You should be a lot more popular on Twitter than you are, because this is. <laughs> I this should is, be a lot of seriously it. though. You should be. This is everyone on Twitter. They're like, oh, it's just the never Trump rhinos paying for Haley. And you, I mean, they're real. I know. But no, I'm not saying yeah. they're not. I'm not insulting yeah. you by any stretch. But I'm saying the very people who would be mad at you, yeah. okay, agree with you on this point. Total- Benny Johnson, let's grab a drink. <laughs> Non-alcoholic for she, me. She can't drink for a few months, but yeah. she'd love to go. Uh, Jessica Tarla. Everyone loves a pregnant lady in a bar. As much as I hate to do this. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I love you, babe. We'll do it again soon. Right, get her out. Get her out of here. A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun, though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. How about a shout-out for Jessica Tarloff? The answer would be no. No? You 
Dang you. Jessica Tollip's the best. I like talking to her. I love hearing what the other side thinks. Uh, Ellen, another lovely woman, fan favorite on this show. She joins us now from Utica, New York. Ellen! Hey, hey. How you doing, girlfriend? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm trying to get the courage all week to call you. Is that true? You don't need courage to call me. That's no, cr- I know. I just, you know, I'm not much of a public speaker. Oh, well, if you're listening to this show, it's pretty apparent that neither am I. So you fit in just fine. Uh, Ellen, up in the 315 in Utica, uh, a place that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Uh, what is what? What do the women of Utica? I know where they weigh in on like Utica greens and all the fun stuff I do when I'm up there. But where do the women? I'm actually a transplant. My sister's the one that used to live here. I've only been here for a couple of years, so I'm not really local. Oh, where are you from originally? Oh, I'm a military brat, but I've lived oh, all over the world. So. Oh, well, we love that. Well, thank you for being a part of that. That's <laughs> rad, just the same. Well, as a military we brat, had a conversation with uh, knowing the uh, scientist who was involved with Dolly a few few months ago. Yes, there you go. It's all starting to make Dolly the sheep. That's right. I so, pay attention to our friendship, Ellen. So give me this, okay? Yep. Uh, your take on this presidential race? I've got a minute and a half. I'm just handing you my show, public speaker oh, that you now are. What's the deal? Uh, there's a lot of pressure on that. I've got so much to say. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I have to say I really like what Jessica Talib has to say. I, I think she's great on the five. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a lifelong Republican myself, I mean, Trump is only worried about his legacy. He wants to be reelected for those reasons, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's wrong. I think the Republicans who voted against Trump in 2020 hate Biden so much at the moment they will if they have to support Trump, mm-hmm. um, they would really rather have someone like Haley. And I think the, the Trumpers, you know, they are a minority and they should get off the bandwagon just as much as the Haley supporters should. Um, I don't know. Well, ultimately, um, the two sides are going to need each other in the general election. Absolutely. But, I mean, Haley talks about making government smaller, taking away from Washington, D.C., the swamp, putting all these things back at the state. No one else is talking about that. Why are all these senators and House representatives not behind Haley? Probably because she wants them to have term limits, and they've got a cushy thing going. Yeah, I'm well, telling you, if I have their salary, you know, I'd be pretty good. Uh, Ellen, i got to tell you, you really showed up. You had a lot to say. And it was very well said. You almost put the pressure on me for this next break. Uh, okay. But take a bow, girlfriend, and uh, we'll catch up again really soon. She says Nikki Haley's the gal. Wrong. Trump still disagrees. Back after this. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Lincoln Fallon, my son, around the corner. He'll be joining us in the next break to wrap up the week. Going to squeeze in a couple of hot takes before we hand it off to the kid. Uh, Anthony in Utica, New York. Anthony. How are you? I just got done making the uh, Utica greens and chicken riggies for dinner. Stop it. That sounds amazing. Do you know what I get to eat for dinner on a night like tonight? Just, Just tears. Just I gotta be on I gotta be on live TV tomorrow night. They allow I look at a picture of food tonight. Uh but tomorrow night, once we tape the show, forgets ancient Rome once we're done. Uh but that sounds great. Utica Greens. Um does that mean you're gonna nominate a New York politician? Absolutely. Give it to me. I think uh she's young, but she's been around uh ten years. And CNN just did a report on her as well that she's speaking at CPAC uh I think today or tomorrow. Uh, Elise Stefanik. I just think Ooh. she's powerful. Um, 
you know. So yeah, I, I just if you read her bio, mm-hmm. it, it's it's absolutely amazing. Listen, so. Stefanik, um, super passionate. Uh, and I know she galvanizes a lot. Of, it's it's weird because I think she she pulls from the same lane as Trump. I do, like I wonder if you need to get someone who's like less Trumpy because she's pretty Trumpy, isn't she? Yeah, very much so. And I I think you're right, but I I still think she brings um, not not only the woman aspect, but I think she brings um, her experience. If you just read her bio and take I gotta a check look it out. No, Eddie, she's gone. It sounds it, fun. It's mind-blowing because she's just north of here, uh, and she represents uh, most of the North Country, but she's got part of the Capital District, which is the Albany area, yeah. uh, as well as a lot of the farm districts and what have you. But, you know, she's in Trump country as well. So, I, you know, but mm-hmm. I think if you see what she's done and what she's accomplished, in fact, when she was elected in 2014, she was the youngest uh, woman ever elected at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Congress as well, so she's pretty well established. She's and if you definitely like potential, said, you yeah. yeah, yeah, I think she's even uh, she's even got CNN's you know kind of attention a little bit. Oh. The article that that they put out on her. Wow! So. All right, this is all this is all good intel, man. Uh, but you had me at Utica Greens. I can't I can't even focus. Go, go eat your chicken. Can't yeah. wait to have you back up here again, and I'll tell Frankie uh, Cristiano that uh, I talked to you. Oh, wow. All right. You know all the right people. That means you're eating good greens. Now I'm even sadder. All right. Good call, Anthony. Oh, the guy's killing me, man. He's crazy. Come on. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- Look at you. Stop it. I actually, by the way, don't worry about me. I know I talk on the radio about how I'm starving for TV. I'm actually not. I'm just on a very high-protein diet, so I actually eat really good. I just don't eat any of the crazy stuff. Like, I, you know, there was a time in my life where I might just wander out of here and go eat seven pieces of pizza. That's what I'm built on. Again, I don't look like a TV star. I look like the guy who installed your TV. Correct the mundo. <laughs> so my, I'm wired just a little bit differently, but uh, we're, we're making an adjustment. But uh, anytime I see like a Utica caller who calls in from WIBX, they have the best Italian food in the world. A lot of people don't know that. So it's like it just hits you. It's like when I get a North Carolina congressman on and we just start talking about barbecue. Now they got to send that guy back into the studio who knocks the food out of my hands. Put that cookie down now. Wally would like to try his hand at redemption. Uh, Wally. Jimmy, I am this phone call away from the start of Margarita Weekend, um, oh, I but it. I do. I do want to rescind my nomination of Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> and uh, I apologize to the Fam family. Um, <laughs> I am, um, I, and I do want to remind you that Nancy Pelosi was actually not waitress at the Last Supper. She had been fired earlier for ripping up menus of the customers <laughs> whose orders she didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback to the State of the Union. So, quick, thirty but seconds. I, who's your nominee? I'm going split ticket still, and I'm going with Harold Ford Jr. Wow! As either VP or as a replacement for Biden. (laughs) Listen, I'd love him as a president. Uh, I'd miss him here at Fox, but anything's better than what we got. All right, Wally, this is full-blown redemption. Good job, buddy. Nice comedy callback. And before we skip town, Michael is in California. Michael! Jimmy. My man, I am a a legit minute out from a break, but I owe some California love to the show because I'm going to be in Sacramento next week. So you have the floor. Who is Trump's VP as you see it out in California? Okay, first of all, I I, I live in California, but I was born and raised in Roslyn. Oh, okay. So you're in Strong Island, my people. 
Yeah, yeah. I love My it. sisters still uh, live in Levittown. So oh, get out. I mean, this is, yeah, this is real close to home. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. You got my uh, attention. Who's the VP? God, can I tell you this? Tucker uh, Carlson. Oh, <laughs> as the VP. Yep. Now, I, I'm supposed to say yes just because I'm one of the most winningest guys in the history of his quiz show. Uh, <laughs> but I think, honestly, I think the challenge for Trump is female voters. And I think one of the women, I think Tulsi, I think Tarloff said Kim Reynolds, as much as everybody hates, uh, you know, Nikki Haley right now, I think she's good. I think it's women. You know, I know what you like about your pick, but what I'm saying is, I think he needs women because I think the Democrats are going to run on. Republicans are going to strip women of their rights. They're going to ban abortion, none of which is true. But yeah, I, think, I don't know. Just I think, think of that. Yeah, I believe in him, you know, like I, I believe in you, you know, oh, I well. love your show. All right. Well, then, mm-hmm. You know, but it, just think of that. What a team that would be. Well, listen, if you believe in me, we everyone's questioning your judgment now. But I, no, I, no, no, I, no, I kid. You know, I kid. Everybody believes in you. Everybody loves you. Oh, man. come they on. Really You'll never convince me. I, I got to bring on my kid. But this was an excellent call. And I will be in your state next week. And I, I love this whole Rosalind tie in. So call back any time and nominate any one of my coworkers you can think of. I love it. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks. Jimmy. No, good Bye. stuff, Michael. I think it's a winning pair. I, I think it's a winning pair. I, that's why I, I didn't dismiss it. I just, my take is he probably just needs a woman. Like, I get the popularity element to that, but I just think it, I just think it, there's a woman thing to this that's more prevalent in the general than people realize. But uh, again, I respectfully take the consideration. I'll even share it with Lincoln next. Good call, Michael. We're back after this. The critics have spoken. You do that again and I'll break every bone in your body. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth of what has been a banner week on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon joining us now to wrap it up. My buddy. Uh, you know him as George from Queens. I know him as my dirtbag son, Lincoln Fallow. What's up, pal? What's up? Uh, first of all, congratulations. I was telling the audience you got a job. Can we confirm that? Yeah. And you're going to be doing midget tossing with Greg Gutfeld? Yeah. Is that what it is? Is he is he heavy to lift? No. <laughs> he's a, I'm he's, strong. <laughs> you are strong. Uh, but seriously, congratulations on your job. And just tell everybody really quick, without getting into the specifics, what it is you're going to be doing. Sports counselor. Okay. So you basically are the guy who gets, like, the bag of kickballs out and gives them to the little kids? Yeah. Now, do you um, do you also organize the gambling on the youth sporting events? No, because it's, it's camp sports, so it's not as important okay. as, like, Little League. It's kind of just like playing for fun. It's like spring training games. <laughs> so it's like number 91 is pitching to number 87, like that type of thing. This isn't serious? Yeah. But it pays well. You got like a real gig. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually proud of you. We haven't had this conversation at home yet, uh, but I, I'm really proud of you. I'm really excited for you. And I think the coolest thing you could ever do is provide for yourself. Like once you start doing that, you're going to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little concerned because you did tell me you were going to spend it all on DraftKings. Were you trolling me? Uh, kinda. <laughs> you should save it. Like, what is the what is the plan? Like. At Lincoln Failer Enterprises, okay, you've got the summer gig. You're going to make money. Aren't you also going to be a bus monitor? Yeah. Now, do you see yourself as like, did they make a mistake by hiring you as a bus monitor or no? Do you think you'll be good at that? No, I get driven to work and I get paid for it, so I'll take it. But let me ask you this. Like as a bus passenger, 
who are you normally on the bus? Because me and you have watched viral videos of guys cursing out drivers. We also have watched the Napoleon Dynamite opening where he lets the toy drag out the window. Which guy are you closer to on the bus? The guy who curses out Ronda or Napoleon Dynamite? I think it depends on who the bus driver is. <laughs> no, it shouldn't, though. It shouldn't. <laughs> you can't be the guy who curses out Ronda. Have you ever gotten into it with a bus driver? No. I've never taken the bus, really. Just little bit stuff like that to camp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, because you live pretty close to your high school. So that's good. But I'm excited. But at Lincoln Fela Enterprises, where you've got basically two gigs this summer, um, are you making a financial plan, or are you just looking at this as, like, disposable income? You blow it on whatever you feel like. Half of it's for me, the other 25% stocks, 25% bank. Get out of here. So you're going to buy some stocks like with Uncle Jim? Mm-hmm. How is his stock advice? Good, but we did like a whole thing, and mm-hmm. I got stuff at the right time. A lot of it's been going up a lot. You're doing better. Okay. Um, because I remember this time a year ago uh, when you were hell-bent on buying Bitcoin. Do you remember this? No. Uh, yeah. No, it was the Dogecoin, and <laughs> if we bought it then— when I told, when I said it was a good idea to, if we put twenty dollars in, we would have had five thousand. Is that true? Yeah. Ah, oh, Lincoln Fail is on the line, giving me investment tips. Uh, I, we opened an account. I remember this, and like couldn't get them the money or something. It was, well, it was weird because we didn't have the right debit card or something like that. Yeah, because we were buying it off one of these crypto coin exchanges. There's a lot of legitimate ones out there, but at the time when like crypto was surging and Bitcoin was surging. Everybody opened up a chop shop where you could invest. And all of a sudden, you know, I was giving my money to like bigboobs69.net. And I was like, yeah, I don't know that this is a legitimate money institution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we sent it anyway. Mm-hmm. I kid. So that's great. You got a job. You got, you know, because you're not playing school baseball. You're just going to work out and enjoy the summer, right? Yep. And is that pretty much what you've been doing with your uh, break this week? I break, I've been up till 3 in the morning every day and waking up around noon. I woke up at 1 today. So why are I, – good for you. You woke, Dude, you woke up at 1. I was in this building at 5. <laughs> That's crazy. Good for you. Uh, what, what is it with you kids having this uh, renaissance with Minecraft? It's just fun. It's like a brain rot. You just kind of sit there and, like, you don't really do anything, but you are doing stuff. And are you concerned with brain rot, though, that that's going to turn you into, like, Joe Biden? No. Brain rot's, like, fun. It's just, like, you kind of zone out and just build stuff. And you just bottom out and build all night? Yeah. And this is popular with kids your age again? No. I, me and my friends are just doing it because no one's around. Oh, okay. Because, like, a lot of kids went away and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, your dirtbag parents who just put you to work on their radio show? Yeah. All right. So let's get to the bottom of this. How come you don't share segments with mommy anymore? Because it's like, would you, let me, let me uh, think of a, who's a boring person? It's like having <laughs> Trump on your show, uh-huh. and he's sharing the time with like... With like Pence? Pence isn't like boring, boring, but I don't want to say Biden, because that's like all the way, but like a boring person, like a boring person with not a lot of great stuff to say, <laughs> versus... <laughs> so you call, are you calling your mom a boring guest? I'm, I'm not saying boring guest, but comparative to if you. you compared to me, I'm the best guest you could ever get on the show. <laughs> I kid. Just giving you some tough love. Lincoln Fela is feeling it right now. He's got a job. He's been up till four in the morning every day this week. 
He says the Jackson 3 should now be the Jackson 2. So as a broadcast entity, should I not have Mommy on my TV show? Are you saying it's bad for the show? I don't know how she got on before me, though. Well, she was on with you. For no, Chris. but that was a that, but it wasn't your show yet. It wasn't the official Fala Boy's last name. <laughs> so you're saying it's an outrage that you haven't been on yet? It is an outrage. You'll probably be on like next week. We're just waiting for the right like news story to put you on. Mommy was on because she knows everything about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Like we need she, a, a special. She listens to the podcast. I know. The, I know. I can tell you Travis Kelsey's like stats and all that. I can tell you the more important stuff, not the <laughs> the media stuff. Well, the media stuff is what we were doing though. It wasn't like. Wow serious football analysis so i actually consider mommy a good guest for that I, you did didn't you not think she did a good job on the show mm. people uh, pe- mommy has fans i think she ate a lot of salt the night before <laughs> oh no are you saying she looked puffy like me a little bit lincoln fail is on the show totally getting grounded after this interview not by me, not by me. So what Lincoln and I do at, at, ha- at the ha- house a lot is we give Jenny a hard time. Lincoln will insult Jenny and then ask me for a fist bump, like I'm co-signing the insult. And sometimes I do it as a joke. A lot of times he puts me in a very bad spot. But would you not admit that Mommy's a great sport? She's a good sport until you break her. Like when we're playing like uh, marbles, board game, yeah, marbles, and we break her. Like even though I won't win but you win, Mm-hmm. I high-five you, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. We won. The Fela boys won. It, it makes her lose her mind because yeah. she's like, you know you didn't win. You didn't <laughs> win. We got her to a point where she was following me around the house with a wiffle ball bat. She was, rightfully so. Because you understand, like, you grew up in an era where you don't really get beat. The only time you got beat as a kid was you got beat with a Rice Krispie treat, and what did you do with it afterwards? Ate it. <laughs> he did. Lincoln mouthed off when he was like three because I wouldn't let him buy a Rice Krispie treat at Fred's Deli. But unbeknownst to him, I did buy the Rice Krispie treat and threw it in the bag. So he screamed and yelled all the way home that he couldn't get his Rice Krispie treat. Uh, I believe you said this is bull. I mean, you used some choice language for like a fat little three-year-old or whatever you are. Very angry. Little pudgy little kid in a baby seat screaming at me. And uh, we got to the house. You got out without saying anything to me slammed the door, like shook the car, walked into the house, and the minute you got into the house, I opened the bag and pulled out what? Rice Krispie Treat. And then did what? Beat me with it. And then you cried, correct? Yeah. And when I left the kitchen, what did you do with the evidence? Say it I again. I ate it. <laughs> it's my favorite story ever. Like, that's how you know, like, your true fat guy at heart. Because I would have did the same thing. Because the point is, when you see the Rice Krispie Tree come out and you know you're going to get roughed up with it, you're still thinking this is a good thing, are you not? Yeah. Because you're I'm getting. Like, Yo, it's here. He's not going <laughs> to. Unless he eats it in front of me after he hits That's me with it. That's what I should have did. Oh, man. There's a, there's a teachable moment in this, folks. If you ever find yourself in a position where you need to spank a toddler with a Rice Krispie Tree because they thought you didn't buy it for them, correctly, I should have eaten it. Should I have not? Yeah. So if you ever have kids someday and you find yourself in this position, which you will because you kind of birth what you are, do you pledge now to eat the Rice Krispie Treat in front of your fat kid? Definitely. Or will you do a better job of raising your kid? Because you got yourself in shape. I deserve no credit for getting you in the shape that you're in. You're in much better shape than I am. I'm going to adopt 50 kids. I'm going to train them every day all on the same plan and make them into superhumans. <laughs> it sounds like you're, like, developing, like, a superior race. This is, like, this is kind of like how the Hitler thing got started. Be careful. I don't, know. I don't like why this is trending. Just feed them the Rice Krispie treats and keep it safe. Uh, we're in the bottom of the ninth.
Uh, we're talking to Lincoln Fela. We're wrapping up a stellar week. It'll continue for me on TV. I'm on Hannity tonight in the 9 p.m. hour. Tomorrow night, live coverage of the South Carolina primaries at 10 p.m. on Fox News Saturday night. Do you think Fox is crazy for handing live primary coverage off to me at 10 p.m.? Uh, yeah. Do you think, at the very least, you should be there? Uh, I mean, I'm not great with all the elections and stuff. I know who should win. I usually have good picks and good choices. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know about So I got to fly this thing yeah. solo? Mm-hmm. But I definitely shouldn't bring Mommy? That's your take? No. Stop no, it. she, Mommy's she a bores good... up the room. <laughs> Mommy's a good guest. She actually rated really well on TV, too. So apologize to her when we get off the air. Uh, the week is over, Link, man. Uh, and it was a great week. We even had a good week at Madden, did we not? Mm-hmm. And uh, are you out? Where are you going to be tonight? Am I going to see you when I get f- home from Hannity? Are you going to be out on the town? I have no idea. Oh, man. It's good to be here. Like every I've been s- up for two hours. <laughs> good for you, man. When I'm, when I'm going to bed, you're getting up. That is true. Uh, and one of us is just working. Uh, the other one is just watching YouTube and eating Rice Krispie Treats. It's a good racket. Uh, but the show is over. Pay up. Get out. Happy Friday. You live in the greatest country in the world. We'll see you on the TV. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. You're the worst. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.